first of all, welcome to the... Oh, y'all are so smart. The gospel is about who? And his what? His glory. We've been, we've been doing this for... Perfect. Just like I planned. Um, a couple weeks now. While it's about God, the greatest beneficiary in it is who? Bishop is. His, his forehead is. Us. We are, right? The greatest, we, we, we didn't earn it, but we, we gain a lot from it. And sin has a cost, which is what? A light came on. Death, right? Death. So, um, now I talked about five things you need to sort of, when you share the the gospel, what are the five things? The first thing we need to, 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 to talk about is who? God. Very good, very good. It's so scary to shout out because you're afraid you're supposed to like, we're supposed to talk about the Braves. No, God, right? The second thing we're supposed to talk about is man and his sinfulness. Third thing we talk about is is what God must judge sin. I'll help you out because I want to. Fourth thing is God gives us who for salvation. See, oh, y'all so smart. And God raised him from the dead to rule and to judge. These are the five things. Now we're gonna look at a passage of scripture tonight. But let me start with the story. What day is to, 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 tomorrow? Valentine's Day. Man, are y'all y'all ready for it? Huh? Okay. Valentine's Day. It, is my wife in here still, or did she leave? Okay, good. She's in here. Um, sweetheart, I, can I t- tell y'all a story um, of of when my wife and I got engaged since in honor of Valentine's Day tomorrow? There's a point to this too. I'm not just like telling you a story just because it's Valentine's Day. Is it okay? Okay, thank you. I, I was done it anyways. If you said no, um, sweetheart, can you remember what day we got engaged? No. <laughs> No, no, not the day of the week. It was September 17th. September 19th. Oh, oh you might be right. <laughs> what was the year? 94, babe. 94, good. Okay. Who here was alive in on, on that date? Who here? There's like four of you. No, darn. Yeah, what's up, what's up? Now, um... For some of you who've heard this story, I'm sorry, I'll, I've got to repeat it again, okay? Now, listen, this is the way that I got engaged. Now, I, um, my wife and I, um, we really didn't talk about getting married or getting engaged. And, and whenever she would, it would be, bring up, sometimes it would, and I'd be like, don't want to talk about that. And so we'd been dating for about a year and th- three months, four days, and six hours at, at this time. And, um, and, and, and so I... Um, I decided I was going to propose to her. And I even called her dad. That's a whole story unto itself to ask her dad if it was okay. I'd I'd met her dad once. He was out of the U.S. There were missionaries in Argentina at the time, I believe. Were they there, babe? I think so. And um, and, and so it was just an awful call where the dad said, she'll probably say no, so it was good to talk to you this one time and have a good day or a good life. That's what her dad said to me. So I was like, I can't ask her. There's no way. So anyway, so I'm going, okay, my goal when I ask her, I'm going to get her in the, when she's in the best mood, I've got the best odds. You know what I'm saying? You you want to make it so she's in a good mood. So my wife is a type who used to love to get up at like 5 a.m. And she'd wake up like, oh, it's a beautiful day today. Woo! You know what I'm saying? Who here is like that? 
Nobody. Are y'all crazy? Y'all are... I'll pray for you. Um, and so she was like, she was like, I'd, I'd get up in college. Um, it was, it's really not late for y'all, but like nine or ten, I'd, I'd, get, I'd get up and call her. And she goes, well, I was up at five o'clock and went for a walk for an hour and a half. And um, I just, and so I'd be like, oh, I, I love this girl, but she's weird. And so, but. I, I said to myself, okay, I want the best odds. So I said, hey, let's do a, a morning date since you just love morning so much. So we actually had our date at 6 a.m., okay, in, in the – I know. I mean, I really got to love this girl when do something like this. And so, um, and so I set it up. There's a place right by our school. We were down in West Palm Beach. Um, chapel by, by the lake, and it's just a big field and stuff, and it's on the inner co- co- coast, and the sun is begin- beginning to come. The sun's not even come up yet, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, are you kidding me? Almost dark still. And so we go out there, so I picked that, that time of day, and she just thinks, oh, he's just being nice and wants to do a fun type of date like this. So and I get her Dunkin' Dun- Donuts. Who here loves Dunkin' Dun- Donuts? Okay. At 45, I'm at the door of the Dunkin' Donuts place, knocking on it, trying to get the donut so I can get back and meet her in time, which they, they did it. They got some, some, some for me because I wanted her at 6 a.m., Dunkin' Donuts, you know, want her to be in the best mood that she can be. Uh, at that point, I, I read her a song. I said, I've got a song I'd like to read for you. And the song is by Jeff Moore and The Distance. Y'all have no idea who, who this is. Uh, and it was the song's name was If You Could See What I See. And so I start to... Uh, um, to recite it and just I, I've got it actually written out and so you know all my life I've dreamed that somehow love would find me it's just a, a, it's just sappy yeah blah. but you got to pull out all the stops Bishop you know what I'm saying you got to like do everything you can well I'm I'm in this in the middle of this I'm just re- reading because this song makes me think of you babe and she looks at me and she says did you write that for me okay Okay, okay, what she said was, did you write that for me? And it, as tears are pouring down her face, and I'm like, uh, uh, now this isn't part of my plan. What's, no, I, I could have, now, I probably should have gone, oh, yeah, I wrote this, babe, just for you. But no, I was like, no, babe, I said it, it was a song that I read. So um, we almost got in a fight right there, but we didn't. Um, so, she, but it was really, she did go, did you write that for me? So, I'll never forget that. And, um, and so... I gave her a tube of red lipstick, and I said, put this on. And my wife was funny, because when I would tell her to do stuff, she would just do it right. She wouldn't even ask me. And so she just put, 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 put on going. It was weird. It's 6.06 or whatever time it was, red lipstick on. And so I knelt down. I said, Michelle, it would be my honor if you would be my bride. At which point she says, what? <laughs> now, now, that can be scary in its own right. Now, at this point, I don't know how I planned this just right, but I tore off my shirt, okay? And on my shirt, I had written, will you marry me? And on my shirt, on my chest, with a box that said yes right here, and I had a box right here, a no box right here. Don't, don't ask me why I did that. It was it's just not, not really nice. And so, um, so, um, and so her thing was to, to kiss the box, okay? <laughs> I need to edit this out of the recording. Um, <clears throat> so, um, good news. She said yes. That's good news for all par- par- parties involved. And um, and so she she said yes. And so it's six oh eight at this point, and we're like, woo, 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 
Okay? And so, I mean, we really were. It's just like, it's just one of those moments. And then you stop and you're like, okay. And then you've hugged and uh, maybe just a little peck, but that's it. And, um, and so at that point, we stop and it's like, we both said, now what do we do? Because everybody we know and love is asleep. There's nobody to talk to. Remember, it was like two hours before we could tell anybody we'd gotten engaged. We couldn't even tell your folks or anything. So um, we were just like, and you know, um, have you ever been in that spot where you get to a point and there's something good news or something great, and then you just don't know what to, what to do next, right? Because I think in here, in this place, we, I believe we all, um, if you have been here, have been blessed by God. Look out for that moth. It looks mean. Um, we have been honored by God in things that he's taught us over the past five weeks or so about his word and the cross and his son and his love for us. I think he's done something because I've heard something the past five weeks from, 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 someone wants to kill that. If it gets close to you, kill it. Um, it'll distract us for the rest. Whoa. Or, or throw something at Sam, Jen. All right. Did you get the moth? Cause I don't see it anymore. All right, come together with me here. My, I had a really good, good point, and that's okay. Um, hopefully, I've got more. That's not my only one of the night. Um, I've heard for the first time, not the first time, but I've heard mul- multiple times from from parents that have said to me the past few weeks my youth has come they've come home they won't shut up about what God has taught them when they're on the ride home and when they're getting home they're getting in the word and I went oh man that's good stuff that's what we want boy that's what I dream of is that that we'll be a group and I don't have to be the one speaking whoever speaks or whoever shares whatever occurs in here that when you go out you're just wanting to get in the word and you're you're telling your mom and dad about it or whoever you're with about it when you go home you just want to read a little bit more and and there's a point because we've talked about some amazing things I think some of you have really been moved in ways that may be the first time you've sort of been moved in that way and you know you're you're pumped and and so Tonight, I want to talk about the gospel and what's next. Um, and we've got to kill that moth before this night's over. Sorry. It's just like flying in the background as I'm trying to talk. So, um, will you pray with me uh, before we start, uh, especially with that thing flying flump, around? Don't. And, <laughs> Dear God, we thank you so much um, for the chance to be here. God, I just ask that you will help Jen to kill that moth. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Lord, I just ask um, that you will give us wisdom to understand your word. Lord, that you will um, just grant it to us today. And by faith, we'll believe that you will grant it to us. Because I believe, I know your word says that you want to. And and Lord, so we ask, I ask it for me um, as I have all week. And I ask for everyone here that... um, We'll understand what you want us to learn, and it will grip us to the point where we want to, um, that we will just follow you. We will do whatever you say, and uh, we just ask for your help tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, Turn to the book of Ephesians. Anybody know who wrote the book of Ephesians? Paul wrote the, and um, that's good. That's all I'm going to ask about the book of Ephesians tonight. Um, I love to read scripture. Now, what we're going to look at at first, 
I want you to the things I've taught over the past four weeks or five weeks about how man is and who God is and the cross and all that. It's going what you're going to read. Most of what we're reading is just going to reinforce what you've already learned, okay? And that's okay. There's something at the end, boy, I feel like we really need to touch and to look at because it's key. And pay attention, please. And I'll save that part for the end. Don't worry. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. And it says this. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the the body and and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of of mankind. Now, of those five things I I talked about, God, man, God must judge sin. Um, He sends his son, right, dies on the cross, and he he, he rose again from the grave. Which one of those five points did you just read about right there? Anybody know? And this is what I'm trying to get you to do. I want you to, when you read Scripture, to understand this stuff ties together. It's reinforced all over it. Let's read again. Start in verse 1. And you are dead in the trespasses and sins in which, in which you once walked, following the course of this world. You were dead in your sins. What does that talk about? Man, right? Man in his sinful condition. Now, look, it tells us a little bit more about it. Look, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. Who is the prince of the power of the air? No, it's not God. We sort of can sometimes say it's Satan. The prince of the power of the air here on earth, the prince here on earth is, is Satan. God has a, a, allowed him, when sin came in, he, he has a lot of um, rule and reign, but God is it really, he's got to go to God to ask him what he can do even at that point. Keep going. The spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So that b- before Christ, without Christ, you're a son of disobedience. That, and, okay, keep going. Among whom we all once lived. Everybody wants to live. Some people say, well, I was born um, in church and I've been a Christian all my life. No. Impossible. We're all born into sin. We were all um, uh, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh and carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And we're by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Know that when you were born, when you have lived before Christ, that you are a child of wrath, you're a child of Satan. That's what that says. This scripture right here reinforces what we've taught about man and how we're sinful. So read that. When you read it, and I hope, man, I challenge you to take this when you get home tonight. Read the same thing and think about how does this apply to me, okay? God, this was me. This was what I was like before I came into a relationship with you, if that's who, who you are. Now, look at this. Four, and there's a big but here. <laughs> okay, um, but God... Okay, in the midst, of it, it rips on who man is, and this is but God. That points even to our first point of who we talk about when we share the gospel, God. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Keep going. Even when we were dead in our trespasses. 
past has made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and, 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 and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Now, verse 5, look at that. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, passes he made us alive to, together with Christ God has got to judge sin but he also sent his son G, 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 Jesus as pay, payment for sin that 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 is covered right there and in verse um, six and, and seven and raised us up with him he rose his son up from the grave to rule and to reign he rose him and he raises us up with him. And seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All this 1 through 6 or 7 points to the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. So when you just read it, be encouraged by the text. Be encouraged by you, by what you know. But also be enlightened by it. As it as when you read stuff, you go, well, I already know that. I already know that um, I was sinful and I, I fight against the flesh. And before Christ, I, I was lost. I know that. But you know, the more we read it, the more we understand it. We, we get a better grip of the grace of God and the love of God when we understand how lost we are without Him. And that's why this text is important for, for us to read. But I want you to see this part, okay? We've jumped through that sort, sort of quickly. You may have thought, no, that took forever. Anyways, um, look here in verse 8. It says, For grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Next verse, verse 9. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. Who's heard that verse before? Have some of y'all? This is more of a well-known verse. And I want you to understand, many times when we share our faith with friends, we talk about God, we talk about Christ, we talk about how they can get to he- he- heaven. What's the number one way they say they're going to get to heaven, they think? Good works. We, we hear works all the time. Well, I, I'm just going to do good. I'm going to do enough good. And the question is, well, what's the standard. How do you see if you're good enough or not? Or who do you compare yourself against? Because that's what we do. Well, I'm better than that guy. I'm better than that girl. Surely God will love me because I'm like a lot better than them. Which that's sort of um, prideful and there's some issues with that in its own right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, But look at this. Okay. So, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Can I tell you a truth right here, and I want you to understand this? Um, has anyone here seen God? Have you ever met anyone who's seen or has a videotape of God? Anything? Is there proof of God? Is there proof of His Son, Jesus? Now, we can say there's proof of Him. There's proof that He's lived. Historical proof that He's lived. But... Has God appeared to you like in the flesh in the, in the past week, month, year, or 15? Have you ever met or heard of someone who has seen God or met God besides what you've read in the Word of God? We, we've not. I want you to understand that people are going to ask for proof and you are never going to have proof. Do you know that Jesus walked around in his life? He healed the sick. He did amazing things in front of crowds. He fed them with no food at all to feed. He changed the, the water to wine. Everybody's like, woo! Okay. And he did amazing things. 
And most of them didn't turn to him. They saw what he did. They saw how amazing he was. And we think, man, God, if you'll just show up in this, these friends of mine, because if you do that, then they'll, they'll know you're real and they'll come to you. Do you understand? They probably won't. There's something called faith. And you go, man, you know, for by grace you have been saved through faith. There will be more proof about the Loch Ness, about Bigfoot, about UFOs and all that stuff. You some, some, some of you are going, oh, but that's not real. That's not real. Um, you know, Illuminati. Ooh, I said the word. Um, <clears throat> nope, put sign down. Um, there's more, more proof about that, that stuff, phys- physical proof, than there is about God. There, there will be. I want you to understand. There's a context where you've got to live by faith. You've got to take the word. Understand, I see God at work many places when I go down the road, when I see the sun rise, when, when I see my kids, when I see amazing things. I know God's real. When he's worked in my life, he's, he's change, changing me. Not changed me, but changing. There's a process of being sanctified that he's at work in me. I know that he's real. But if you ask me to prove he's real, I can't. You've got to have faith. There, there's got to be a step of faith. And, and, and look at this next part because it's almost just as important. And this is not your own doing. It's a gift from God. You, you can't do it on your own. You can't get to God. It says in, in, in 1 John 4 that we love because he first loved us. He first loved you. And that's the only way that you can love him because your heart, like we've, we've read for, it's just dark. It's, it's lost. It's, it's depraved is a word that we use, but it's just lost. And it, it, it needs his help. And this is not your own doing. It's a gift of God. And boy, we need to take this gospel as a gift. Don't miss on that. It's a gift of God. Not a result of work so that no one may boast. Now, look here. Um, so that kills the whole works. I can earn my way. It's, it's not. Now look here in verse 10 because we're just going to end, wrap up here and sort of key in here. And I want you, we're just going to break the, this verse apart. And y'all are doing good to hang on. Hang on just a little bit more. It says right here in, in verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I want you to know first truth I see in that right there. We, you, are God's workmanship. You know that God's created you the way that you are with a purpose and a plan. Now, you may not live out that purpose and plan because your selfish pursuits may get in the way. But he's created you the way you are, whether you're short or tall, whether you're skinny or bigger, whether you have... Red hair or no hair, whether you um, can't talk worth a flip, do you understand God has created you with a purpose and a plan? You are his workmanship. Don't miss out on that. And look at this next part. It says that we're created in Christ Jesus for good works. God has created you for good works. Now, what are good works? What are some good things? I just sort of made a list. I just sort of, within about a minute, um, these things are good to me. And I found them in the Word of God. That sort of has, I won't, I won't point to each one because we don't have an hour. Being holy, pure, noble, righteous, kind, compassionate, honest, thoughtful, 
courageous, selfless, gentle, chivalrous, self-controlled, loving, patient, caring, committed, steadfast, joyful, grateful, thankful, obedient, peaceful, and giving. Are those things good? Most every good work that we could do would probably fall somewhere in that list where you could take that trait and it sort of apply to it. That emotion, that action of what we do is given with it. We, 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 we come in peace. We, we give in love. You know what I'm saying? We, we sit and, and talk with compassion. These are all things. God says, no, that God says you are created in Christ Jesus for good works. And we miss out on that. And look, look at this. Which God prepared beforehand. Well when's beforehand? Well. Just beforehand. I don't know. But it was, it was before you were existed. It seems to. Very you know, God has this plan. God knew you were going to exist. He says. Um, when, when you're in the womb. He knew you. I want you to understand that God knows you even then as he formed your inward parts and made you the way you are. Like his workmanship, God doing the work. And he's prepared even beforehand the good works that you're doing. And look what it says right here, the last part. Because the things are where God's workmanship, we're created for good works in Christ. Um, God's prepared it beforehand. And the last point is that we should walk in them. It doesn't say that you will walk in them. It says that you, you should walk in them. You're not a robot. When you put your faith and trust in, in, in Jesus Christ, you don't become a robot where you have no choice, and I'm going to do this because it is right. I'm going to do this because it is good. No, you still got a choice. There's still going to be a huge fight between your flesh and your spirit on what you're going to do. And so... We need to learn the huge point for tonight is the gospel. We've talked about it, and some of you have been moved by it. And, and you're going, okay, what do I do now? And the whole point now is um, walk in the good works he's called you to walk in. Walk in the, do, do what is right. And some of you are playing a game where, where your, your life is caught up in things that aren't good. And when you go, well, it's not that it's bad, it's just a little bit gray. And you go, well, so it's okay if I just sort of stick with this. Um, and you're not going to walk in good, good works until you walk away from the junk that's in your life. You're, you're not going to get there. And you, God says you should walk in them. And even as I say that, some of you are saying, well, glad he's not ta- ta- talking about me. And the odds are I'm talking about you. Or God is speaking to you. You know, so, so many times we get to a point and, and man, y'all, y'all y- we, we just want to do enough to be good. Oh, we just do enough to be good enough in God's eyes. And there's not a pursuit of, you know what? Am I asking myself, is this giving God glory in what I'm doing? Because everything we do, we really should ask that. And when we don't ask that, we compromise. That's called compromise. And the, um, the prince of the power of the air loves compromise. Three steps 
in living out the gospel. That you're created for good works of, of what you should walk in them. Three things I just wrote down. First thing is this. We must read his word, the Bible, excessively. We must read his word ex- excessively. In, in the book of John, it says, My sheep, they, 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 um, they come because they know my voice. Okay, we've got to, how are we going to know the voice of God? How are we going to know God speaking to us when we don't open up his, his word and read it? And if you want to, to take this gospel in your life and do what's next, you've got to read it excessively. You've got to, it's got to be part of your life, part of your everyday what I do. It's I read the word. You know, I, I can, we can beat that. I can talk to you. I know it's hard. I, but, and some of you just go, well, I just don't have time. <clears throat> Don't let me use any words of what that means. The C-rap is what that is, right? You, you, you've got time. You've got 15 minutes. You've got a half hour. You've got an hour, I bet, if it was important to you. If you had a friend that you had like to hang out with, you'd find the time. Got to find the time. Step one, must read the word excessively. Step two, we must question our motives continually. Question why you do what you do all the time. Even if it's something you've done many times over, I've 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 lived a, a long time, as you know, the year I got engaged, and um, things that I would not have questioned before in my life, I I do more now, um, because it, God is slowly at work trying to make me more like His son, and I am dull and dense, and it takes me a long time sometimes. Um, but He's slowly trying to sanctify me, make me more like Christ every day. We must question our motives continually. And step three, we must obey his commands explicitly. What he says, that's what you do. What he says, that's what you do. When he says flee from sexual immorality, that's what you do. You don't go, ah, well, I don't know if this really fits. No, flee. What you watch, what you do, flee. Read his word excessively. Question our motives continually and obey his commands commands explicitly and we won't know his commands unless we read his word you understand that you got to read his word you go well dan you come and you teach us you know um and stuff so we sort of learn that that's not going to do anything you've got to read the word there's a skit guys video we're going to watch and then i've just got a small wrap up at the end of it that really to me addresses this because man we the gospel is powerful in your life and some of you may feel trapped in the life that you're in going man i i want to get better i want to walk away from that stuff i just don't know how whether it's what you watch friends um who 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 you date god most y'all are way too young to date it's just dating girls guys are the devil they're just trouble no good girls guys girls are the devil really and um, so just be, be careful. So uh, that, that's for a, f- a, f- a few weeks to come. We'll talk more about that. So l- let's take a look at this uh, video. God is a disciplinarian. That, that's tough to take, God. I don't know about that, but you know what? If it's what you want in my life, then that's what I want. So, so God, do whatever it takes to mold me, to make me into the image of your son. It's in his name I pray. Amen. Hi. Hi. 
Who are you? Well, I'm God. You just said the prayer, so here I am. Yeah, yeah. You're not God. Yeah, yeah, I am. You said the prayer. Here I am. That's how it works. Okay, okay. If yeah. you're God, then um, make it snow in here. You know what? If I made it snow in here, it'd get kind of yucky, and I really don't want to do that. You're not God. Why do you say that? God would not say yucky. Yes, I do. It's a Greek word. <laughs> Okay, okay. If, uh, if you're God, then uh, what does Lamentations 15, 9 say? Come you on. know what? Lamentations is a very short book. It only has five chapters. Why is it so short? I was tired of lamenting. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, okay, okay. If you're God, who's going to win the tournament this weekend? You know what? I'm really into playing games. Why are you so much into playing games? You are God. Well, gave it away. You answered my question with a question. I did? <laughs> Yeah, I do that, don't I? I did it again. I'm like that. Okay, step right up. Here we go. Okay. okay. Well, what are we doing here? You said the prayer you wanted to be formed into my son's image. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, so what are these? These are the tools that I'm going to use to uh, make you into my son's image. Okay? okay. All right. Just submit. I thought you were a carpenter. That's my son. Okay. Here we oh, go. Step okay. right up. Got All right. Okay. Just wondering. Yeah. How do you know what to chisel off? I take everything in your life that is not me, kind of like dead weight. I take it out. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, speaking of dead weight, could you get right here? I've really nothing works. Could you just? Whoop. You're gonna talk or can I chisel? Talk, chisel, talk, chisel, yeah. talk, no, no. chisel, chisel, chisel. Yeah, chisel. Here we go. Okay. All right. <clears throat> A lot of anger right there. A lot of pride, some jealousy, some bitterness I want to deal with. Yeah, and you even have a competitive spirit that I want to get rid of that doesn't do anything good for you. Okay, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Competitive spirit, okay? Yeah, you're well, a little listen. competitive. No, 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 no. <laughs> Look, man, I, I, I bet you, I, I'll bet you 10 bucks. No, no, I'll bet you my mortgage. Wait, you're God. No, I'll bet you my mortal soul, okay, that, that, that Joe over there has a much more competitive spirit than me. I mean, line us up next to each other and I'll show you. Do you hear what you're saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's not good at all. No. Okay, 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 but, okay, look, I mean, I think I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, you're doing pretty good, but when you look in the mirror, who do you see? I see me. Okay, then I need to keep chiseling away because you need to see me. Okay, here we go. All right. Yeah, okay, okay, look, um, see, that's a little part of the problem, all right? People, when they start seeing you and me, they get a little uncomfortable. I mean, my good friends do even, you know? And it's not that I don't like you, it's just that, you know... Okay, me... so what you're saying is you'd rather play God in certain areas of your life than allow me to be God of your whole life. That is not what I said. But that's what you meant. I'm not, I'm not sure what I meant. Look, um, here's the thing, I am trying, okay? I'm trying to be a good husband, I'm trying to be a good father, you know, I'm trying to be a good Christian. What you're I'm doing right now is called control. Your ways are not my ways. Are you going to control it? Can I Chisel, control, chisel, control, chisel, control, chisel. No, okay, 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 okay. Chisel. All right, okay. But can we do it the way I want to? That's called control. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that hurts? Trust me, this hurts me more than hurts you. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I don't think you understand this pain. Don't talk to me about pain. I know all about pain. I sent my son to die on the cross for pain, for sin, but I also did it for another reason, to give you freedom. 
Do you know what insanity is? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. You keep going to these empty wells to fill you up, and they don't work anymore in your life, but you insist on going to them. Let me chisel them out of your life. Don't look at these trials and those as a punishment, but as training. I know it feels like you're going against the grain here, but I'm trying to educate you. And what I don't want you to do is drop out. I promise you, this faith that I'm producing, it'll become mature. I need you to trust me. Okay. Okay, then, then chisel away all you want. Everything that you see that, that you don't want there, then, then chisel it away. But just be prepared for what you're going to find inside there. Because I know what's in there. And what it is is a scared little boy who gets up every morning and looks at himself in the mirror and hates what he sees. Because he looks at himself in the mirror and, and sees someone who's afraid to do anything. I want to be holy. I want, I want to be more like you. I want all of these things, but trust me, I can't do it. But you go ahead and chisel away. You chisel away, but just be ready for what you're going to find in there. My child, you have been listening to so many of the wrong voices for too much of your life. How can I show you that my love has no ends? I know, reach in your back pocket. Why? Reach in your back pocket. Why? Are you arguing with me? Reach in your back pocket. God. Yes? I just, I just meant, God, I'll do that right now. Um, these are the things I'm trying to chisel away out of your life. Reach in your back pocket. You know what that is? It's, it's a page out of my very first journal right, right after I became a Christian. I want, you to, I want to remind you of something. Read it out loud. Today I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. How incredible it is to experience His love and forgiveness. I'm so thankful that God accepts me the way I am. But I also know that He loves me too much to lead me this way. I can't wait to see what He's going to do in me. Tommy, the salvation that you hold... I do not want it to be some sentimental gush or some head knowledge. I want you to work it out in every detail of your life. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But no one said being transformed in the image of my son was ever going to be easy. Don't look at this as a prison, but look at it as a, as a heavenly father loving his child. I don't want you to be crushed by my discipline, all right? But I don't want you to shrug it off either. The child that I love, I discipline. The child that I embrace, I'm going to correct. Okay. Okay, then, then, then chisel away. Do, do whatever you have to do. But no, I'm afraid of what you're going to find. But I'll trust you that you know what's in there. I'm willing, God. I'm willing. You get stopped. <clears throat> Sam, if you can put the Ephesians um, 2, 10 verse back up. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, or called to walk in them. And one of the things I love about that that video, that that skit, is um, it's hard. It hurts. Living for Christ hurts. Seeing who you are and being reshaped to be more like Christ hurts. It hurts your pride. It hurts 
just a lot of ways. And it's going to be a painful process. And some of you, and one more point they said in that video, is that you've been listening to the world far too long. And how are you going to stop listening to the world? Listen to God. How are you going to do that? Get in His Word. Excessively. Get in His Word. We've got to start to hear that voice and not the voice of the world. My challenge for you tonight is, man, that that verse, that's what I, I want to be. Not that what I, I should should walk in them, but that's what I want to walk in. The good works through Christ that he's prepared beforehand for me. That's what I want to walk in my life. So that my life reflects being holy, pure, noble, righteous, kind, compassionate, honest, thoughtful, courageous, selfless, gentle, chivalrous, self-controlled, loving, patient, caring, committed, steadfast, joyful, grateful, thankful, obedient, peaceful, and giving. That's what I want in my life. And the things that aren't a part of that, even if they're not, oh, they're, it's not that bad. Even if they're not a part of that, I don't want anything to get in the way from the good works I'm prepared to do. Because stuff gets in the way really easy. My challenge for you is start thinking. Don't just live life like a every day, every day do the same old thing. Start thinking for yourself. Start saying, God, what, why am I doing this? Does this make me more like you? Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for your son. I thank you so much for the gospel that we have talked about. And what's next? What's next is to get in your word and to um, do what it says and to live for you and to fight for you. Fight for you. Um, And we owe you so much more than that. And why do we have to have an excuse to even get up and get to church at times or, 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 or just uh, turn something off we ought not watch. Why, why, why do we slack? Why does the flesh seem to win so many times? Lord, may your spirit in us rule over us. And may we give you honor in everything that we do. And is this path of good works that we should do. Lord, help us to do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.